We are so excited that you are joining us today. We here at Royal Priesthood Ministries are dedicated and committed to teaching, equipping, and training men and women in the principles of God. These principles will free them from their past hurts, pains, frustrations, and confusions, helping them find love, help, forgiveness, peace, divine direction, and encouragement. Our senior pastor, Harold W. Britton Sr. and co-pastor Sherry Britton have answered the call that God placed on their lives. Let's hear what the Lord is saying through His vessels today. In all things, 
Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. And so it's talking here in this chapter, in this particular verse, and it's talking about rewards. Rewards that we're going to receive when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And, 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 and the thing is, and that we have to get an understanding, we have to get an understanding of salvation. Salvation, and we also have to get a serious understanding of grace. And salvation, yes, God says that I accept the Son of Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. By faith, I am forgiven. Yes. On the flip side of that, and some people stop right there. And they say, well, I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, so I'm done. Uh, there's nothing else left for me to do. But yes, there is. There, uh, God expects us to do some things. And, and it's and it's very important on the spiritual journey that we understand also the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Because that's how that gives us power to serve, to do what God is commanding us to do in this earth. So, 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 so therefore, in looking at Galatians chapter 5 and the nine virtues that are listed there, every born again believer has it. Yes. They're there. We just have to allow them to manifest themselves. And, 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 and the more we allow baby to be kind, gentle, joyful, the more we practice these things. Yes. Because the old people say practice makes perfect. So the more I practice these things, the more perfect they're going to manifest themselves in my life, and then after a while, it's, and, and, and see what happens on the spiritual journey is that sometimes we want to in our flesh work some things. Come on now. And all we got to do is just let God rest in Him and let Him do yes. what He desires to do yes. in us. And, 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 and when we do that, it becomes so easy for us. It's easy for me to be kind, it's easy for me to be good, it's easy for me. To allow these virtues to be manifested in my life. When I get up in the morning, I don't say, you know, I'm going to be. No. God, I'm going to rest in Him. Because I know as long as I'm resting in Him, I'm allowing Him yes. to do the work and not me. Because I can't do that in my flesh. So I'm allowed. Daily when I get up, and, and, and I spend quality time with him in his presence. Then, during the course of the day, I find myself not even thinking, not even thinking about these things, but I find myself when I observe myself that these things are manifested. They're manifesting. And so, every morning in Blood Ball Believer, we still have work. 
So, and look at this, it says, glory for eternal hope. It says, and this is glory hope in talking, and she did a tremendous job, a tremendous job, yeah. in putting this book together. She said, I'm not sure if there's a reason the Apostle Paul put temperance last when he listed the nine fruit of the Spirit. But for the purposes of this study, I'm glad he did. <laughs> I can't think of anything I'd rather talk about in the final chapter of this book. Temperance, or as it is also translated, self-control serves as an appropriate finality because it affects all the other forces of the spirit. It helps us control our natural, physical tendency so that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and meekness can flow in our lives unhindered. It helps us maintain our walk in the spirit by enabling us to keep our bodies in check. Yes. Can I keep my body in check is the question. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. It says keeping your body in check is vital because left to itself, your flesh doesn't have good sense. Unlike your spirit, it didn't change when you were born again. It is. That, that sinful nature is still there. And, and, and this is something also that we have to understand that our spirit, our spirit is totally redeemed. Totally redeemed. But that soul and flesh is not. So those are the areas where we got to work. We got to work. And, 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 and we got to allow the spirit to rule. And some folks say, okay, how do I allow my spirit to rule? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Amen. It says, unlike your spirit, it didn't change when you were born again. It stayed the same. So if it's not brought under your spirit's control, it will just keep on doing what it did before you were saved. Let us turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And we're going to look at verses 12 and 13. Verses 12 and 13. And verse 12 says, in Romans chapter 8, it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. So this verse right here is clear. It's very clear because this verse right here tells us that we are not to allow the flesh to rule. Amen. But we don't live after the flesh. And then verse 13 goes on to give a little more explanation. It says, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit 
Do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So right here in verse 13, it tells us something that we got to do. There's something we got to do here. Because in Romans chapter 8, those of you that just come in, Romans chapter 8, and we're looking at verse 13 right now. It says, for if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So therefore, every born-again, blood-bought believer has the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, the Holy Spirit came in without the Spirit. And so therefore, the more we allow the Spirit to be in control, the more we can mortify the deeds of the flesh. The more we can say no to those cravings and desires when they crop up. And a good example, a good example, and in the past month, in the past month, God had been dealing with me. He'd been dealing with me about one particular thing, one particular thing. And, 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 and it was an area that I knew that I was 100% out of control. 100%. And so, I, 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 the Holy Spirit brought me up under so much conviction until I had to do something about it. And so I'm like, how can I sit up every night and eat popcorn, ice cream, cake, and cookies, and just gain all kind of weight. And then I'm thinking about, well, you know, there's some other people, you know, they're doing such and such and such and such. I got a list. And then I go in, you know, these people are out of control. And then I had to think about it. And I heard a still small voice say, and Beverly, you are out of control. You're out of control. I understand. And so I thought about it for a while. And then I'm like, and I was sharing with an individual that uh, how could I stand in front of people and teach on self-control? And I got an area that I'm totally out of control. And so I thought about that thing. And so my husband. He would try to semi-encourage And so he would say, well, you know, you need not do this. Maybe you should do this and maybe you should do that. And he was bringing in, you know, like fruit and vegetables. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I ain't trying to do fruit and vegetables. You know, I want cookies and ice cream and, and all of this. Amen. And so after a time, what happened with that? I got so ashamed. I got so ashamed because the Holy Spirit brought me under conviction about that. And so I, had, I, I told my husband one day, I said, you know what I said? I need someone to help me to be accountable. Amen. To be accountable. Yeah. So what I did is that I went and joined Weight Watchers. Amen. I went and joined it. 
And so it was it's a program I can live with. Yeah. I can live with. And so I'm like, and so now I tell myself, you know what? I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna lose weight. And I said, and, and then in class I said, well, why did you join? And I said, well, first and foremost, I'm fat. I said, secondly, I'm out of control. I said, and thirdly, I could not stand before God's people and tell them about self-control when I'm out of control. And so I had to get that thing together. And so it, 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 it's important, and, and, and leaders have to understand that we lead by example. Amen. We lead by example. I said it all day tell you what not to do. And, and, and I'm doing something everything. So leaders got to lead by example. Yes, and so here we see in verse 13 that there's something that we have to do. And it says to mortify, do mortify the deeds of the body. But it doesn't say that we do it on our own. It says here in verse 13, it says, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. You got them two little dealer marks there because another thought, another thought is coming in. It says, but if ye through the Spirit, if I through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, then I'll live. So there's something that we have to do. We have to mortify the deeds of the body. All those cravings and, 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 and things that are going on in our flesh, we have to mortify those things. We have to mortify those things. And we have to daily, daily. It's not no one-time thing. It's a daily thing. And, and, and yeah, am I going to fall sometimes? Yes, I am. But I pick myself up and I continue on doing Doing what the word says do. I just don't just because I failed one time, I don't give up and throw in the towel right. and say, Whoa, it's me, you know, this law. And in 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 the body of Christ, there is no such word as I can. Because I can, because the word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there's no such thing as I can. Sometimes I might not feel like wanting to, but there's no such thing as I can. I can. So we look here on page 232 of those of you that have a book. And it says, it will conform to whatever it's exposed to. Give in to the suggestions of the devil and yield to the pressures of this fallen world. It will pull you right back into sin, our flesh. Our flesh. We've already seen in Galatians chapter 5 what the works of the flesh are. They include things like immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, 
anger, which means ill temper, selfishness, divisions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. So these are the things in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. Each and every day, we want to. We can go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21, and we can look at each one of those, and we can ask ourselves, are these some of the things that I'm practicing? Are these some of the things that I'm allowing in my life? And, 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 and these are the things, if we're doing any of them, then we know then we know that we're walking by our flesh. We're not walking by the Spirit. We're walking by our flesh. And so here is a time where we can use this as quality time to pray and communicate with our Heavenly Father about ourselves yeah. in this area. And, and the thing about it that God loves us so much until until we shouldn't be shameful to go before him about anything. Because he already knows everything anyway. And so therefore we shouldn't be ashamed to go before him and admit, yeah, I do have some jealousy. Yeah, I do have some anger. Yeah, I am selfish sometimes. You know, and, 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 and this really actually, this really actually opens the door. Because some people say they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to communicate with God. This opens the door for the, for whoever it is Amen. that you become. You become that prayer warrior. Yes. Because you have to understand that God already knows anyway. Right, right. Anyway, so I'm not gonna go to him and say, no, you know, I don't see you, you know, I'm not selfish, I'm not he already knows. I'm just going to flat out tell him the truth. That's right. Because he already know anyway. Come on. So, and, and it's in my telling the truth that it opens the door for maturity. Yeah. It opens the door for growth. And, and believe it or not, on the spiritual journey, right now, we got to be in a hurry. Why? We got to be in a hurry. And, 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 and some people have a tendency to say, well, you know, I still got time. Not necessarily so. Because if we look at the things that are happening yes. in the news and happening in our communities each and every day, no, we don't have time. The only time that we have is right now time. Because in the next minute or the next second, that is not even guaranteed to us. The only thing we have is right now. And so I have to use the right now. And, 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 and we've got people that have that mentality where God said, watch and pray. He does. He did. He said, but some people get that mentality, well, you know, I'm just going to sit down and, 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 and I'm going to observe and I'm going to pray. No. Watching means, I yes, I am observing, but I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm doing something. And as I'm moving, I'm praying. And every day, every day, right now, we can pray. Right. Every day. When I get in my car, whenever I get in my car and go down any street or highway, there's something that I can pray about. Right, right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I was the other day went by on the street and there was a car 
The whole front end is up the telephone pole. Thank God in the name of Jesus. These are the things that we got to be watchful That's for right. now in prayer. Amen. Be, because there are many things that are happening in the land. And, 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 and when we tune in, when we tune in to what's happening in the Middle East, and, and, and the things that, and there's some things happening over there that we don't even know how to right, right. And they're happening, and they're happening quick. They're happening quick. And, 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 and look at our government. Look at our government and the direction that it's going. And it's going that way for a reason. Yes. It's going that way for a reason. But every born again believer should not faint. My. When we see and hear these things. Right. It should draw us closer to prayer, and it should draw us closer to looking at ourselves, and it should draw us closer to the realization that, hey, this time I was a player, now I got to really, I got to really be serious, because I don't have the day or the hour of my, when Jesus is coming, but I know this one thing, that when he comes, if he comes right now, I want to be ready. I don't want to be getting ready. Come on. I want to be ready. Right. And, and, and the thing is, is that we got to take seriously. Take seriously because Jesus said, He said, when I come, will I find faith in the earth? He said that for a reason. That's right, right. He said it for a reason because He knows that there's a, there is a possibility and there will be a possibility that the some folks is going to fall. They're afraid. They're going to lose it because these things that we see in the land right now, and we think they're bad now. Just wait a minute. Amen now. Wait a minute. They're going to escalate. Yeah. They're going to escalate. And we as believers got to be about our Father's good. And so here, Gloria Copeland is saying these things in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 21. She said, these things are dead. She said, they wreak havoc in people's lives. Mm -hmm. But the spiritual force of self-control can handle every one of them. Yeah. It can dominate even the strongest physical cravings and desires and make your body behave when it's tempted to get out of line. But right. the thing is that, yes, it can, but see, what happens sometimes when these cravings and desires come upon us, sometimes what we do is just uh, we just give in to it. I don't have to give in to it. Come on. And so therefore, if I don't give in, I got to understand that at that point in time, it becomes a battle. Yes. It becomes spiritual warfare. Right. Because the spirit and the flesh do what? War against each other. Right. And so, therefore, what's happening is that I can't say, well, you know, I can't. I'm just all out of control. I can't. Yes, I can. Yes. I can control those things. I can control those things. I, I have to do some serious praying, and, and, and I have to do some serious meditating, and I have to do some serious spending time with my Heavenly Father in the Word to overcome these things. And sometimes, sometimes it pays. It pays. And I was always taught on this spiritual journey that I never leave home without God's word. Amen. 
I never leave home without it. And what I do is that I carry a little pocket, a little pocket Bible. Some of you can stay here first, or you can stay here first. And, 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 and during the course of the day, I pull it out when I need it. And I'm like, I need some silver. I need help today. So if I don't have that scripture in my head, I got it in my pocket. And all I got to do is just pull it out and just read it. So, 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 so we have to, we have to do things to help. And, and, and sometimes, you know, it's good to pray, don't get me wrong. It's good, it's good, and it's very important that we pray. But we got to know, we got to know in this day and time, what to pray for, and to know what's already been done. Come on. And the already what's been done, means that I don't have to pray about that. That means all I got to do is just do. And some of we, we, we procrastinate. Well, well, I got to go pray about it. No, I don't. All I got to do is do. That's it. And so if the word says, mortify the deeds of the flesh, I ain't got to pray about that. All I got to do is just start doing Mortify. Saying no to those craving and, and desires that crop up and, and, and stay away from something. That, that, that I know is going to draw me further into that. Some people watch things on television know good and well. And know good and well. Those things, those things is going to draw them. So something we have to learn how to do is to turn the channel. You don't turn the channel. You don't even have to turn the channel. Now you have to get up and turn nothing on that TV. All you got to do is use remote. Just, 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 just run the channel and get away from that. Don't go and pick up certain books and read them and know that they're going to wake up something. Don't do that. It says when your body wants to sleep another hour in the morning, instead of getting up early to pray, self-control can get it out of the bed. There you go. There's another thing. Sometimes people just want, well, you know, I'll take another 15 minutes. And that 15 minutes is going to go into another 15 minutes. And then it's going to go into another 15 minutes. And then after you know it, whatever it was, I desire to do it, it ain't going to get done. And then, well, I'll set the line. No, the line go all got a button. Hit that button, and it's over. It says when your body wants to wants you to listen, look at, say or do something you know you should. Self-control can restrain it if we let it. When the devil tempts you to give in to destructive natural impulses, to eat like a blood, pass along a piece of gossip, get involved with pornography. Alcohol, drugs, or immorality, self-control can shut down that temptation just by saying a two-letter word. No. No. But we find ourselves too many times saying yes. Saying yes. And then not only do we say yes, you know, and, and, and first John, 
1 John 1 and 9 got quite a few people. Got quite a few people in a place they need not be. First John 1 and 9 is there only if her chance I should slip in the sea. First John 1 and 9 is not there if I know not to do wrong and decide I'm going to do it anyway and say first John 1 and 9 is going to get me out of it. First John 1 and 9, and God already knew. He already knew. And, and, and this is one area where we really ought to show enough faith for his, for his love because he knew. And that's the reason why he put first John 1 and 9 there because he already knew. We're not perfect. And so therefore he knew that somewhere along the road, somewhere we was going to mess up. But some folks abuse it. They have to use it. And no. And they said if you don't do good and don't do it, it's sin. Yes. So if I know not to do something and I do it anyhow, then it's sin. And it's something I should be confessing. Not trying to do it again. And then some folks say, well, you know, the Bible has some bread. Show me the bread. <laughs> the word of God don't have no bread. Amen. Because it says if I can't do it to his glory, then I should not do it. Amen. That's just it. Right. So whatever it is that I'm doing, if I can't do it where he's going to receive any glory from me, then I should not do it. Right. I should just let that go. Right, right. And, 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 and therefore, therefore we we really under the age of grace, we really got to thank God. We really got to thank God for his love and his mercy. Yes. Because he's showing us so much love. Yes. And in his word, he left us with so much, so much love. To, 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 and, and he understands us because he took on. When he came to this earth, he came as a man. He came as a man. He took on everything that we're going to ever go through. So he knows that we can overcome if we choose to. But sometimes, some folks don't choose to. And, and, and even in not choosing to. And, and this is the thing where the church has got to come to. The church has got to come to that point where there's a difference between salvation and reward. Come on. There's a difference. And, and, that, and those differences need to be stressed along this Christian journey because some folks don't know that there's a difference between salvation and rewards. And, and, and yeah, I can uh, because the, the scripture said some folks only gonna barely make it in right. under salvation. They're only gonna barely make it in. That means they were close to hell. But because of God's grace and mercy, they didn't get there. So, 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 but the rewards, those are the ones that barely make it in. Because whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing,
going on in, in this earth today, since we accept that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, comes under the heading of service. Amen. I'm in service. So therefore, in service, service is where I'm going to receive reward. And, and we got to understand, some folks say, well, you know, it's, uh, we shouldn't be trying to just, just work to receive a reward. Well, you better go back and study the book of Revelation. <laughs> and study that book and study it clearly. Because it says, yes, I am going to receive some reward. But what's going to happen with those rewards? I'm going to take those rewards and I'm going to bless them at my Heavenly Father's feet to yes. thank Him for everything that He's done for me. So therefore, there's going to be some folks that's going to stand and not have no reward. I don't want to stand on that judgment day and don't have anything to place at my Heavenly Father's feet. So everything I'm doing down here is for me to have some reward when I get there. And so I, when I get them crowns, when I get them crowns, I'm going to place those crowns at his feet to thank him for everything that he's done for me. I was grateful for everything that he's done for me. My life that I'm living right now should live because to glorify him for what he did for me that he didn't have to do. Because it should have been me that hung, bled, and died on that cross. But because of his love and his mercy and his grace, he sent his only begotten son to die on that cross. And we take it for granted. But it's not to be taken for granted because we're living in a time and we can see in this time right today where time is winding up. Oh yes it is. Oh yes it is. Yes it is. Yes it is. And some people think that they got time so they're going to keep on doing what they're doing. But they're going to find out and they keep on doing what they're doing. That there's a possibility that they're going to be left here. Therefore, reign, that means rule, 
in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. This is something that we are supposed to do. This is what we're supposed to do. And it says in 13, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. And verse 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. So right here, right here, it tells us. Sin don't have dominion over you. It ain't got no dominion over you. None whatsoever. Because of what Jesus Christ did on that cross. So, for sin shall not have dominion over ye. For ye are not under the law, but what? Under grace. Under grace. Because under grace, he did it all at the cross. Amen. He did it all at the cross. And under law, and we thank God. We thank God we're not under law. Right. But the law says if you make one mistake, one sin, then you don't you don't have blue. And but but God sent his only begotten son grace. Grace took us out under the law. Amen. We don't live. Under the law, and I thank God Amen. that we know. Yes. So, therefore, now all God is asking of His children is to do what's already been done. Just allow it to be in It's already been done. It was done at the cross. So, all I have to do now. And, 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 and see, and some people, some people got, they got a, a, a mixed definition of what holiness is. Right, right. And, 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 and that too has a tendency to cause confusion in the body of Christ. Because holiness means I am set apart. I am set apart for God to use me in his service. So therefore, we already know that God is a holy God. And we already know that sin cannot dwell in his presence. So therefore, for God to use me, what do I have to do? I have to live a set-apart life. That means that I'm confessing, I'm praying, I meditate and, and all the other things that he requires of me so that I can live a life where he can use me. Because I have to be a vessel that is clean for the master's use. Because God will not use an unclean vessel. So therefore, I have to stay in fellowship with him. And in fellowship means that I have to constantly confess my sins. Don't let nobody tell you you don't got a confession with you. And see, we got some folks, 
We got some folks around saying, oh, you ain't got to confess your sin. Well, you better confess your sin. Yeah, According to the word of God, confess your sin. Yes. Confess it. Because that keeps the avenue open for God to use me because I'm not a perfect person. Right, right, right. And he knows that. So therefore, in order, and some folks pray, God, use me, use me, he's not going to use But you got to allow me to use So therefore, I have to be a clean vessel. And if I'm a clean vessel, then he can use me. Confessing my sin, praying, fasting, meditating. So when he is, gives me instruction, I can carry out those instructions Amen. And, and, and be successful. And seeing some people, and, 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 and some people want to do certain things, but see, the thing is that their prayer is not centered to the glory of God. Their prayer is centered to bring glory and fame and spotlight on themselves. And God already knows that. And so God is not going to. He's not going to do anything like that because he's a jealous God. Yeah. And so therefore, when we, when we have that mentality, well, you know, I want to lay hands on people and they recover. Yes, he already said I can do that. But I have to be a clean vessel that he can use so that I can go lay hands right. on somebody and they will recover. Right. Some folks is out there doing something, everything ain't confessing nothing. Come on. And then they want to go ready lay hands on somebody. You better go and, 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 and get in the presence of your heavenly father if you were born again, blood-bought believer, and, and, and have a conversation with him. Because we're living in a time, and, 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 and some of the body of Christ is not seeing how serious. How serious this is, and in the time that we're living in, this is serious because there's still people out there because of the fact that Jesus has not come. There's still people out there that need to be brought into the kingdom. So that means that the church has to be about work, right? Work, and so therefore, those people have to be brought in because God knows the name of the last individual. That's coming into the kingdom. And so that last person ain't brought in yet. Because the church is still here. And the church is still here for a reason. That's right. To get these people into the kingdom. Right. And the church, the church is not doing what is required that God is required to do. Get that last person into the kingdom. And that last person is out there. Because the church is still here. And I can remember a time. I can remember a time. And I'm going to close with this. I can remember a time. Me and my sister. And we had first heard. We had first heard about the rapture. And so what happened? We was in Bible class. We was in Bible class on that. And we heard. And they got on that stuff. And so they were talking. And, 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 and we were there. We 
but we have a seal. We have a seal. And so we want to just go after we heard it, we just want to go out and turn the world upside down. <laughs> so we went out, we were riding around, and so we were looking at the graves of the society. Well, you know, we don't see no graves in time turning. And so, you know, we was just having us a discussion about what we had heard in Bible class. And so we couldn't wait to get to church on the next Sunday. So when we got there the next Sunday, we were sharing with this older lady. And so we was telling her, you know, how we was out and we were riding around and we were looking at the cemetery and we didn't see no graves on the time. And so she just let us talk. She didn't say anything. Jesus loves and I mean, we was getting excited and everything about all of it. And so then finally she said, when we got done, she said, what would you have thought if you did see some graves turned up? And so we, we stopped because we didn't think about that. And so she said, have some graves been unturned? She said, that means the two of you got left. Well, we... Wow. Those of you that are on social media land, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if you desire to do so at this time, would you please repeat after me? God, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died. I believe that he rose. And he was buried on the third day. And Jesus right now, I confess all of my sins, the ones that I have knowledge of and the ones that I don't have knowledge of. And right now I ask you and me, my Lord and Savior, and I will serve you all the days of my life in Jesus' name. Wasn't that an awesome teaching from the Word of God? Join us every Sunday morning in the sanctuary at 2518 Delaware Avenue, Flint, Michigan, 48506. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. Sunday morning worship service at 11.30 a.m. Wednesday prayer is at 6 to 7 p.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 to 8 p.m. all Eastern Standard Time. You can visit us on Facebook under Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can watch us on Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, Facebook, YouTube, and Cross TV under the Five-Fold Network. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Google Play Podcasts under the Five-Fold Network. You can also call us at 810-424-1503. To give a donation, you can cash app us at $7HWB. God bless you, and we will see you next time.